How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. As we celebrate President's Day weekend, former tech CEO Ronald Gruner has just published a presidential history book called We the Presidents, How American Presidents Shaped the Last Century. Unlike most presidential histories, Gruner tackles each president from Warren G. Harding beginning in 1921 through January 2021, one chapter at a time. The focus isn't on their partisan politics, but instead on economic triumphs, policy accomplishments, and each president's lasting impact on the American landscape over the century. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Vicki, for the invitation. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Ron, why was this a subject that interested you? Well, I had uh, always been interested in presidential biographies over my life, but uh, really not very involved in politics. And after I retired in 2015, I really became distressed with how much dissension there was in the country where we were being divided by parties and ideologies. And uh, having a engineering background, I thought perhaps I could contribute some small part by writing a biography of the presidents that completely excluded politics focused on their policies and accomplishments and the facts themselves and let the reader judge whether the person was a good or bad president, not the politics. As you've said, your background isn't in politics or academia or journalism. You're a businessman. Did you feel at times like this gave you a unique perspective being an outsider? Well, I think it it may well have. Like I said, I was never involved in politics, and I, I spent my whole life as an engineer and a chief executive, and I like to think of myself primarily as an engineer who focuses on facts and objectivity. So it, it allowed me to look at the problem from a, largely an economic perspective, because for most people, what matters to them is their checkbook. How, how well are they doing and their family doing personally and economically? So much of the book focuses on the impact the presidents from Harding all the way to Trump had on the economics, individuals and families, as opposed to, like I said, politics. What would you say your goal is in writing and publishing this book? Well, I think my goal would be that somebody that picks this up and either reads the whole book, which is a long book, or just skims through chapters, which is fine too, come away and, and they, they've learned something. Now, presidents they may have thought were not so good actually had some significant accomplishments and some presidents that they thought were almost uh, incredibly highly rated, perhaps weren't quite as good as they thought and perhaps benefited from presidents before them. So I just hope it widens and opens people's perspectives as to what our presidents have done. What surprised you in writing this book? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. There were a lot of surprises. 
in this. Probably the biggest surprises were a lot of presidents that I, being just a typical citizen before I began to write this, considered to be presidents that weren't particularly successful. Let me start with the one that most people don't even know of, uh, or barely know of, that's Warren G. Harding. He's considered by most presidential surveys as being one of the worst presidents. He's always in the bottom three or five out of the 45 presidents. But he actually was a quite a good president. He suffered from scandal after he passed away, but he brought in two very strong cabinet members, uh, Andrew Mellon, who is effectively the father of a supply-side economics, which uh, Reagan popularized and which we have today, and also Herbert Hoover, who was a very successful Secretary of Commerce, but failed as a president, unfortunately, largely, but basically developed the idea of the rugged individual as the key to American exceptionalism, which is something we hear much about today. Of course, today, Harry Truman is highly respected, but when he left the presidency, he was the least popular president in history. And if you go back and read about him, as I write in my book, he was a remarkable president and only had been vice president for 82 days before he was kicked upward into the presidency when FDR died. Another example that surprised me was Jimmy Carter. Uh, he's oftentimes called a failed president because he lost badly to Ronald Reagan. But he, uh, he deregulated more than Reagan did. He launched the energy, energy conservation movement. He brokered a major peace deal between Egypt and Israel. And he fired uh, Arthur Burns as Fed chairman and brought in Paul Volcker, who broke inflation's back, which had been haunting all through the 1970s. These are all things I, I kind of knew about, but learned about, and I hope readers will find other things like I've just mentioned uh, that will kind of change their thoughts about who were some of the best and some of the worst presidents. I'm speaking with Ronald Gruner, author of We the Presidents, How American Presidents Shaped the Last Century. There's three main sections of this book. Can you tell us about how this book is divided up? Yes, I thought it was important to rather than just focus strictly on the history of surrounding a president to, to educate uh, and that's perhaps too strong of a word, the reader, in, in three areas. The first is a traditional presidential biography that talks about the background of the president and what their specific accomplishments were. The second was to really talk about the economics during the period of time the president was in office and how, how he affected those economics. That's like income, a distribution of income, taxation, the national debt, things of that nature. And the third is to branch off into history that affected us uh, even before those presidents. I talk about the taxation wars in the 18th century, starting with the French and Indian Wars, which caused the English to raise taxes, Shays' Rebellion, which was responsible for the Constitutional Convention and the United States as we know it, the crash of 1907, which we learned from, the Great Depression. So it's an economics text on one side. It's a review of history, general American history on another side, and it's a traditional presidential biography on the third side. Three different books in one collection, as, as I see it. In your research, did you come across any characteristics, personality or otherwise, that are shared by the presidents you cover in this book? Well, that's an interesting question. I haven't thought too much about that, to be honest with you, Vicki, about the, the specific characteristics. It takes a lot of courage to be the president because they're under constant fire. Every president has been under constant political fire. So you have to have to get kind of inured to that. That's one aspect. And I think that's something to mention Harry Truman again. He was under fire in a lot of different areas, and he stepped through it. Like I said, he, he left the presidency, the least popular president in modern times, because he fired Douglas MacArthur, who wanted to go past Korea into China, even with nuclear weapons. So courage is clearly one of the most important attributes. And of course, you have to be a, a good communicator to be successful. And that's kind of what differentiated, say, Ronald Reagan from Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter had a, a different kind of background. He, uh, he taught study school his whole life and had a very spiritual and moral background in terms of how he communicated. 
Reagan was a great communicator. He had been in radio. He had been a corporate sponsor. He did a great job communicating. So communication skills are important, too. So courage, communications, and character. Character matters. Why do you think partisan politics have become so polarizing in the past century? Well, I gave it a term, the American political industry. I think it's driven by money. Uh, politics, but it's driven by money. It's become a huge industry. So we can see with Let's just talk about the cable news channels. I mean, they have segmented themselves to focus on different segments for the U.S. population ideologically, and they cater to that segment and they advertise it to it. So they're, they're inclined to basically focus on that and tell that market what that market wants to hear, in my opinion. So that's one aspect. You have the think tanks, which are now divided politically and have been since roughly 1970 or so, that focused on different aspects of economics and politics, and these are heavily funded. And so they divide the nation because, once again, they're propagating a very specific ideological message. And then you have outside influences coming over the Internet, both from inside the United States with dissension and disinformation, as well as outside, as we saw perhaps in the last, at least the last two elections. So I call that the American political industry, which is largely profit-driven here domestically and has outside political agendas when we have international actors coming in to our politics through the Internet and other channels. How can we move away then from taking sides and assuming that someone is either all bad or all good based on whether they have an R or a D by their name? Well, I, my friends often ask me that, and I show them on my iPad all the different channels uh, or sources of news that I look at. And I try to look at everything from the what some people call the far left to the far right. So I, I scan through six or seven sources. Now, most people wouldn't want to do that. I, I've enjoyed doing that. So if you hear something that you think you strongly resonate with, I would seek out something that might disagree with that and listen to that side to try to get both sides of the of, of our discussion, not just one channel. And maybe sometimes it's best to turn the television off and pick up some written communication. What do you hope readers will take away from this book? That democracy is fragile. That's how I end the book. Democracy is very fragile. And disinformation and distrust in our government can damage, perhaps, God forbid, even destroy our democracy. Our founders predicted that. Our founders predicted that when Benjamin Franklin came out of the Constitutional Convention, he was asked, well, sir, what kind of government have you given us? He says, I've given you a republic if you can keep it. So I think if there's one message we need to understand as Americans is that we can't take our government for granted. Democracy is very fragile, and we're all responsible for understanding what's true and what isn't true and representing that in how we vote. How would you like us to get your book? Well, it's available through everywhere from your independent bookstore. If they don't have it on the shelves, then ask them to order that. We, the president, is, uh, they can go on their computer and order it right on the spot or through larger bookstores and, of course, online through uh, Apple and Google and uh, Amazon. We, the presidents, just type that in the search box. It'll pop right up. Any last thoughts for us? No, I, Vicki, I think you've covered the issues uh, pretty well. I hope anybody that purchases the book enjoys it. Uh, like I said, it's a long book, so you can skim it. You can read it by chapter, read the whole thing. I think it's worthwhile reading, in my opinion, obviously. Thank you. I've been speaking with Ronald Gruner, author of We the Presidents, How American Presidents Shaped the Last Century. Thank you so much for talking with us today and happy President's Day. Uh, thank you very much. And the same to you, Vicki. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.